You may have read some stories through WA Today, the Sydney Morning Herald and the Age of Five. Very well-known Australian experts warning that we should be seriously worried about war with China within about three years. It's imperative that the Australian government has an honest conversation with the Australian people about the risk that we are facing. Now, these sorts of accounts and accusations, they can really hit the alarm bell. And I think, if anything, they make Australians very anxious and very worried, thinking we're about to head down the path to war. I want to get the take of John Blacksland, Head of International Security and Intelligence Studies at the Australian National University. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Ollie. Good to be with you. Nice to have you on the program, Professor. Do you think we're going to be at war with China in three years? Look, I I don't think that that's going to happen, and I don't think it's going to happen for a variety of reasons, one of which is while China has been building its military capabilities and going gangbusters at doing so, it still faces the prospect of um, defeat in, in battle if it wants to go there. Um, it, you know, it's not the United States with a benign country to the north and south and an ocean on either side and the Mississippi River Delta in the middle. Mm. It's not as, it's, it's a much more vulnerable country. It's got 14 neighbours. Most of it tra- its trade goes through the Malacca Strait, the Indo-Pacific's jugular vein, if you like. Uh, it is acutely mindful of its vulnerability and on its dependence on trade, a lot of which likely would be disrupted if it goes to war. But in addition, what would it take for them to capture Taiwan? Well, they'd probably initially have to knock out America in its facilities in uh, South Korea, Japan, Guam, Australia, Hawaii, etc. So you're really talking World War III. Um, so no one's seriously contemplating doing that. And what they are trying to do is persuade, cajole, you know, bribe, influence, intimidate and convince Taiwan to just give up the game, mm. give up, you know, and, and collapse into into mainland China as part of the People's Republic of China. The problem is, of course, they haven't done a very good job of persuading the Taiwanese, mm. in, part, in part because of the way they treated the people in Hong Kong. You know, they're supposed to have this one country, two systems – um, and only you know 25 years into that 50-year period, they just stomp on the north, on the on the people of Hong Kong and cancel it out, and that sends a very powerful message to the people in Taiwan. Hey, you would do a deal with China. This is what it looks like. So, what has been the purpose of these reports through WA Today, the Age, the, the Sydney Morning Herald, that we'll be at war within three years? What's what's the purpose of of what we're or what that's trying to achieve at the moment, Professor? So to be fair, I think what they're saying is uh, we could face war in three years. And when, you know, as a former intelligence analyst, mm. uh, the tradecraft involves looking at capabilities and intent. So you look at a target, you pick at whatever target you're going to look at, and you think, well, what's their capability? What can they do? And what we've seen, and this has been quite a lot of pundits have now been observing this, that by 2026, 2027, their capability will be such that they could actually attack, invade, and possibly succeed. That's the thing. Now, intention is a very different part of the equation, and that can change on a dime. You can have a you know, president of China who thinks, well, I'm going to build this capability, but I'm never going to use it. Or you can say, well, I've built it. 
what the hell, I might as well use it now, you know. But of course, you know, the the, the whole thing about what's happened in Ukraine is it, it's a very sobering lesson to anybody thinking about the use of armed force in war. You know, the best laid plans of mice and men unravel at the first contact with the enemy. Uh, and if Vladimir Putin's experience in Ukraine teaches us anything, it teaches us that. So for for people in, in Beijing contemplating, you know, well, aren't we good now? We're so muscular. We're, we're now bigger and better and stronger than the United States. We can take on Taiwan. They should remember something that uh, is really sobering. I just have last year I happened to uh, go to Normandy to visit the battlefields of World War Two, and I looked across from the Normandy beaches and you could just make out the cliffs of Dover, right? And that was a near-run thing. And it was a near-run thing with very good intelligence, lots of great deception operations, and only a quarter of the distance between mainland China and Taiwan. So I'm just thinking, you know, mm. the idea that you can pull this off and pull it off easily... Um, it's it's got it's got knobs on it. It really does. Yeah, well, it's just good to put a bit of context around it because I think those sorts of headlines start to create a little bit of unnecessary fear and panic in Australia at the moment. Thinking, hold on a moment, uh, this is this is aggressive. This is aggressive talk. Is it about making sure that our defence forces are equipped properly, Professor? What are they going to do to harm us? Well, you know, this is the thing. I'm actually not buying the scenario that says they're going to bomb Darwin and bomb Alice Springs and bomb everything else. I just don't see that as the way uh, that China will operate. China has a long tradition of, um, you know, following the, 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 the writings of the Chinese strategist General Sanza, in for whom the acme of skill, he argued, was to defeat your adversary without fighting, without fighting, right? Not, and so we in the West, in our military circles especially, we have this mindset that is about it's kind of there's this German Prussian general called Klaus von uh, Karl von Clausewitz who wrote about the nature of war, the the art of war. He called his book, and in it he talked about climactic battles and about centres of gravity and about defeating your adversary, your enemy. Um, and um, we have kind of extracted from that a sense of battle as being the main thing. So we talk about war and it's 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 about missiles. It's about what's happening in Ukraine. What the Chinese are doing, though, is playing a completely different game. We think we think about, you know, for us, it's about it's a cross between rugby and chess. Mm. For them, for them, it's more a game of go. Now, go is a bit like the game of Othello, if you've ever played the board game Othello. And in chess, you you're about wiping out your adversary by destroying them, right? Literally taking their pieces off the board. In Othello or Go, you're actually about keeping the players on the board, but flipping them, winning them over, right? And this is this is a completely different mindset. And this is why uh, what, what we're finding is the American way of war, if you like, the American military strategy, it's kind of befuddled. It's struggling. And we, with our generals and senior officials who are essentially U.S. trained, you know, very much follow U.S. models, are actually struggling to get our heads around well, how do you respond to this, you know, potential adversary, a certainly competitor, who's playing go and not chess? Mm. <laughs> this is this is the conundrum we face. John Blackson, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Good on you. Great to be with you.
He's a professor and head of international security and intelligence studies at the Australian National University, saying this afternoon warnings to prepare for the threat of war with China within three years is overlooking China's vulnerability. What do you make of that? One double three eight eighty two. We'll take your feedback next. It's thirteen to five.